0: Welcome to episode number 61 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. As you probably know, we are in a series dealing with our finances, and specifically in the area of financial prosperity. There's a lot to talk about in the area of prosperity. A lot of folks get confused, thinking that that's only for people who don't know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, or it's something that people hope for but never get, or possibly people think that you can't possibly be spiritual, and have financial prosperity. We want to try and cover all those areas not just in today's session because I've done quite a few podcasts dealing with this topic of financial prosperity. Today we're going to get a little more specific and deal with the title Prosperity is Guaranteed. Yeah, you heard me right. I'm talking about the fact that God does guarantee us prosperity in certain areas of our lives. So with that, let's pray and ask the Lord's direction. Holy Spirit, I yield to you. I need you to help me, to guide me, and to direct me. I pray for your anointing that it would come down now that I'd be able to speak truth and hope and light into people's lives. And I pray all those that are listening, Lord, would be blessed by this teaching today. Thank you, Lord, for this podcast. Thank you for the opportunity that I have to bring this message at this time to these particular people, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I'm sure that there's some people that are saying, how in the world can prosperity be guaranteed? Well, I'm here to tell you that it can be. So, if you're asking the question, how can I say that? How can I possibly say that? Well, I think, first of all, let's just go to God's word and see what he has to say about prosperity. We can go way back into the Old Testament and look at Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verse 11. In the New Living Translation, it says, the Lord will give you prosperity. And God promises throughout his word now that he wants to bless us. Let's look at another one here. Proverbs 28:25, trusting the Lord leads to prosperity. In Proverbs chapter 21, verse five, in the New Living Translation, it says, hard work leads to prosperity. It's easy to see that our God wants us to prosper. He wouldn't put so many references in his word unless he had a plan for us to be prosperous in our hand and prosperous in our actions and prosperous in our finances and prosperous in our health and all the other areas of our life. God wants to prosper his people. Amen. So I'll still go back to that question. How can I say that? How can I say prosperity is guaranteed? Well, let me give you a few more comments here. God guarantees so much when we become Christians. He promises us that we can live a life that's full of joy and peace. He guarantees to us to live life abundantly. In the book of John Chapter 10 and verse 10, reading again in the New Living Translation, Jesus is speaking and he says these words, The thief's purpose, now the thief is the devil, those who wants to come and take away from us. The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. But then Jesus says, My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Other translations use the word, abundant life. Others say a life filled with abundance. Regardless of how it's spoken, the Word of God tells us over and over again that He wants us to live a life filled with prosperity. Prosperity will come into our life in many different ways. One, of course, is financial prosperity, and that's the area that we're focusing primarily on today. But there's another guarantee, another areas of our life where God guarantees a blessing for us. He prospers us by guaranteeing to us eternity eternity. And life with him if we give our life to Jesus Christ. If we surrender our life and accept Jesus as Lord and Savior, then we are promised eternity and we're promised to live there forever and ever in the grace and the joy and the blessings of our God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. God guarantees peace if we follow his teaching, if we follow the instructions that he's given us. So on and on again, there are examples of God providing prosperity and a good life for his followers. Some may still be asking, why would I make that statement? Prosperity is guaranteed. And why would I even say it? Why do I even bring that up? It's because I think a lot of people believe that God wants to hurt them, that God wants to judge them, that God wants to make their life difficult, that God's like a guy at a carnival somewhere with a gigantic hammer. And once we lift up our head to look around and see what's going on, he takes that hammer and hits us and knocks us back down again, that God wants to control us in that way. But that's not the God that we serve. That's not the loving God that we give our life to. Yes, our God will judge those who do not receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Yes, he has judged many in the past, but when Jesus came, grace came on the scene, and that grace is sufficient to cover all of our sins and to bless us. In Psalm one hundred sixteen twelve, 12, there's another reference to how God wants to bless us. It says, what can I offer the Lord for all he has done for me. The psalmist is writing there that God has done so much for me. How can I possibly give him anything in return for all the blessings that he's put in my life? Well, you know, I believe that. I believe that when I counted the blessings, there's an old song that says, count your blessings, name them one by one, see how many things that the Lord has done. Well, a lot of times we don't think God wants to bless us because we get frustrated and think that, well, God just wants me to just get by and barely live. Well, that's not what the Word of God says. God does not want us to just barely get by. Remember, I said earlier that our God wants us to live an abundant life. And I believe that, and I'm gonna carry that in my heart until the day I pass from this life into eternity with Him, where He gives me the greatest blessing that I could ever have would be eternity with my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and being reunited with all of my loved ones. When I talk on the subject of prosperity, especially financial prosperity, there are people who will make this comment. If prosperity is guaranteed, then why am I not prospering? If there's a guarantee for God to bless us and to prosper us in all things, then how come I can barely meet my bills, can barely pay my debts? Why is it that way? There there have to be reasons why I'm not being blessed with prosperity. Well, many people who don't have a lot of wealth financially are basically being blessed in other areas of our life. Now, my dad is a great example. I've used his name before. He's my dad, and I want to use it whenever I get the opportunity. He set a standard of good living. Dad never made a lot of money. Dad was never financially prosperous in many, many ways. A lot of people look at him as someone that just barely got by. But my dad lived a great life of prosperity. He prospered in his relationship with his children, with his wife. He loved all four of his kids exactly the same. I call that prosperity prosperity. God blessed him so he was able to live a long life. Dad didn't make a lot of money, but somehow the Lord blessed him and he was able to have his house paid off to pay for his cars whenever he needed one. He retired at the age of around 60 years of age and didn't really lack for anything. Dad was known by many people. I never heard a single person in my entire life say anything negative about my father. He lived a very prosperous life. He was blessed in many, many ways. So let's talk a little bit about then what is prosperity. How do we define prosperity and what would be the definition that we would apply to it right now? Well, in the eyes of the world, prosperity is known primarily about money. One definition might be successful in material items or possessions or people who are very successful financially or bringing wealth and success and respect those are things that maybe a lot of people would think are the only areas of prosperity, but I believe God looks at prosperity in a different way. Although, yes, He does support us financially, and God does want us to be blessed financially, and that He wants our finances to prosper. I believe that, and I, I've talked about that over and over in these podcasts, and if you want to go back and review some of them, you can find many, many examples about prosperity. As a matter of fact, if you want to learn more about prosperity, you could go to my webpage. That's at davidcfriendauthor.com. And if you pull that up, you'll see a reference to all the books that I've written. One was entitled Generosity, What's in it for Me? And I deal with the issues of prosperity. In addition to that, there's another book in there entitled How to Experience the Joy of Debt-Free Living. And if you look that up, you'll find out how you can prosper by getting out of debt and not be a servant to anyone else and not have to owe anyone else any money and own everything that you have be financially set free and that's all good stuff and I know God blesses that and wants that to happen but in today's teaching I want to talk more about these these questions that people have about prosperity and that God guarantees it because I truly believe that he does. Let me just ask you a question then. How do you define prosperity in the terms of just money alone? You'd probably describe it just like I did about it's having a lot of money. Well then how do you describe prosperity in the eyes of the Lord and in what the Word of God says. Well, I think that prosperity is to live a peaceful life, to have the peace of God that passes all understanding, and that peace will guard our heart and guard our mind in Christ Jesus. That's true prosperity. Another way that we can prosper is to have joy in our life. Joy unspeakable and full of glory is a life that's prosperous and a life that I want to live. There's a teaching in the Word of God found about the Dealing with the issues, I should say, of the fruit of the Spirit, which are basically love, joy, peace, goodness, kindness, gentleness, and self-control. These are things that come to us when we're born-again believers. We've received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And then he wants to place these this fruit of the Spirit in our life so that we can live an enjoyable life, quite frankly, a very prosperous life. So if you don't know where those are at, you can find those in... You can find these references to receiving... Joy, which is really prosperity, in Galatians chapter 5, starting at verse number 22. That's an area that many people struggle with. A lot of folks become Christians, but they don't understand what it is to live a Christian life and live with joy and have peace. Peace that passes all understanding, that'll guard their heart and their mind in Christ Jesus. So these are all things that God wants to bless us with, and these are areas where we can prosper in a way that those who don't know Jesus Christ are not able to prosper. Now, allow me to answer a little more direct question when it comes to this idea of, well, pros- if prosperity is guaranteed, then how come I don't have it? Or how come I'm not able to have the prosperity, the fi- just pure financial prosperity that I'm looking for? Well, let me give you a couple of thoughts and see where you could possibly change some things in your life to help you receive financial prosperity from the Lord. So, do we make or do you make financial decisions on your own? Or do you seek direction from other people? Do you seek counsel from someone else? Because the Bible tells us that there's wisdom in the counsel of many. So the word of God gives us counsel in those areas. So in your financial decisions, you just do it on your own or do you pray and seek God's direction? Here's another thing. Are we doing this thing in our life to deal with financial prosperity? Do we repeat the same poor decisions or bad mistakes that we made in the past? Now that's a big one because there's a lot of people who get into trouble financially. Overspending, maybe a lost job, whatever it might be, they, they get into trouble financially and they'll sit and work their way through it. And then sometimes, just a few years later, they're back into the same problem again because they repeat the same problems over and over again and continue to make the same poor decisions. So, good decisions and then not repeating the bad decisions over and over again will help you to achieve financial prosperity. Another question or another answer, I should say, is do we budget and do we spend wisely? A lot of folks struggle with their finances and are not able to prosper financially because they just simply don't have a budget. They don't have any way of establishing a guideline of how much they spend every month and then try to stay within that guideline. I know you can't stay in the guideline 100% and be guaranteed all the time that you won't make mistakes or have problems that pop up or expenses that come up. But a budget is a guideline that shows you're taking action. And I believe the Lord tells us that a man plans his ways. I believe that's a budget. Then it says the Lord directs his steps. So if we plan a budget, God will bless it. And I believe that'll help bring prosperity financially into our life. Another area is our spending habits. Are we wise at spending? Or Do we make decisions on finances quickly and don't think about them and don't do what I call due diligence? That's evaluating and determining the decision you're going to make and look at all the good parts of it, the bad parts of it, and study the issue before you make a decision. It's like shopping for a car. You just don't run out to the very first dealership and buy the first car they show you. You shop it and you make sure that you're making good financial decisions. So, When I say prosperity is guaranteed, I believe that the times that it's not guaranteed is when we interfere with God's plan to bring that guaranteed prosperity. And that means we're not doing things according to what His Word tells us to do and the way the Word instructs us in how to make good decisions and how to seek help and seek counsel from others. Now, I realize when you make a statement like I've made, prospering or prosperity is guaranteed, I really believe that it causes us to think twice about why we are where we are today in our finances. Let me give you this little comment or suggestion. I've always taught this. Where we are financially today is the sum total of all the past financial decisions that we've made in our life. Some of those may have been good and some of those may have been bad. But regardless of what they were, it has affected our current status today. When we violate the the rules of god and violate exactly how he wants to bless us and how he gives us instructions on how to be blessed financially then we are hurting ourselves in that guarantee of financial blessing We can't challenge God and say, okay, God, I'm going to go and do this anyways, and I know you're just going to bless me, and I'm going to be rich. I'm going to make bad decisions, and you're going to bail me out. See, I don't believe in that. I don't believe that God has an obligation to bail us out when we make bad financial decisions. I call it the bail me out prayer. That's the one where a person comes in to see me, and they say, Pastor, I really, really feel I need God's help on this situation because... I got myself in serious debt and I'm over obligated and I've got more charge cards than I can imagine and my spending is out of control and my wife and I just can't seem to agree on finances at all or I don't know where to go from here. They're going to repossess my house. They're going to repossess my car. It, they just go on and on and on telling me about all the problems that they've got and they said, could we just pray that God will help me with this? And I basically what they're saying is that God will bail me out. See, that's not God's plan for this. When you get yourself in trouble, when we get ourselves in a pickle, in in trouble, we basically just go to God for help and instruction. And if we're in trouble right now, if you're struggling right now with the kind of finances I just described, where you're, your debt's too high, you can't seem to control spending, you're not making enough money to pay the bills that you've got, at least that's, that's how you feel. If you're in that position, then maybe we should just stop right now and have you take a piece of paper out and make a list of all the good decisions you've made and all the bad decisions you've made. And then take the good decisions and be thankful for those and look at the bad decisions and say, I'm not making those again. I'm not going to go back there. I'm not going to do that again. And then sit down and seek help. You can find help in a lot of ways. I've written, I think, a very interesting book that's on my webpage. It's entitled... Experience the Joy of Debt-Free Living. Now, it's it to me, it's very simple. It's pretty basic. It's pretty direct. But if you go through that book and if you read it, you'll understand how to correct the mistakes that have been made in your finances. And I believe if you want to start giving to God and bless God, you can change your finances around in maybe as little as 30 or 60 days. I believe that. And I believe that people don't have to suffer with that problem of financial challenges all their life because God guarantees that he'll bless us if we abide by his guidance. You know, the word of God says, the steps of a righteous man are led of God. Now you might say, what does that have to do with His teaching? Well, it has everything to do with His teaching because there's a great premise there. When I say that the steps of a righteous man are led of God, I believe it's a lesson in how God wants to bless us. The steps that we take, the actions that we take will be blessed if we're living a godly life. See, we want to take that out. We want to throw that away and say, well, you know, I don't, really understand why I'm not being blessed. The condition on that is that the steps of a righteous man are led of God is that we have to live a godly righteous life. It means that we must adhere to his instructions, his word, and listen to the guidance that he gives us and how to treat other people, how to take care of ourselves physically, how to take care of ourselves emotionally, how to take care of ourselves in every area of our life. Let me give another example where we kind of violate God's plan to prosper his people or his followers. It's found in psalm chapter 37 very important scripture one of my absolute favorite when it comes to dealing with understanding how god wants us to deal with every area of our life and we can apply this specifically to the area of our finances in psalm 37 in the new living translation i'm starting at verse number three trust in the lord and do good it says, then you will live safely in the land and prosper. Now, let's go back to what it said at the beginning. You can't just say, okay, I'm going to live in the land safety, safely and, and prosper. We can't just say that and drop out on the other part. We have to trust in the Lord and do good. You see, all of God's blessings after we become a Christian are conditioned. The steps of a righteous man are led of God. Trust in the Lord and do good. There's a condition. I could go on and on giving you conditions how God wants to bless us. So we've got to remember, God does guarantee prosperity for us. And of course, the ultimate prosperity we'll get to here in just a few minutes, but he does guarantee prosperity in our lives. But there are conditions on that guarantee. In verse number three, again, I'm gonna read it very slowly, but listen. Trust in the Lord and do good. There's a condition. Then you will live safely in the land and prosper. That's a guarantee. I I can tell you that right now, that is a guarantee. Verse four Take delight in the Lord. Okay, there's the condition, there's the condition, and he will give you your heart's desires. Wow. So therefore there's a guarantee that he's going to bless us and give us our heart's desires. Now, a lot of people get confused on that scripture because they think that everything that they want and everything that they think they just have to have and got to have, that God's just going to give it to them regardless of what it is. No, I believe that if our heart is right with God, we'll delight ourselves in the Lord. And when we delight ourselves in the Lord, then the things that we need and the things that we want, which are called our heart's desires, will be pleasing to the Lord. You know, God's not going to be pleased if you want to be blessed financially so you can take a thousand dollars and run down to the horse track and bet a thousand dollars on a horse. That's not exactly what god would consider as something delighting in him that's delighting in the the land delighting in the world delighting in the plan that the world has for you and that is to try and get rich quick that's not god's plan but when he says take delight in the lord condition remember and he will give you your harsh desires there's a plan for you to prosper and it's a financial plan i believe verse number five commit everything you do to the lord wow There's your condition. There's our condition right there. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Now, if we learn how to commit everything that we do to the Lord, then there's a promise that goes right after that. The condition is first. The promise comes there. Later, it's the guarantee that comes. Trust Him and He will help you. That's a guarantee. If we commit everything that we have to the Lord, commit our job, our marriage, our family, our children, our health, our activities, our spending, our investing, the home that we live in, the car that we drive, every single thing that we have. If we commit all that to the Lord and then trust him, okay, we trust him, then it says, here's, here's the guarantee, he will help you. Wow. I'm telling you, this is great stuff. So I would encourage you and this is all over to get the word of god out get the 37th psalm out and read into yourself and then analyze them and see what areas of my life am i not keeping in alignment with god's plan to prosper me especially in the area of my finances here's another verse in Psalm 37. I think we should close with this in this particular area. It's verse 7. Be still in the presence of the Lord. There's a condition, a condition for God to bless us and guaranteeing that he will bless us. It says, and wait patiently for him. Another condition. God wants us to be still and wait patiently for him to act. You see, we shouldn't just rush into everything we want to do and then say, oh God, help me. I made a lot of mistakes. Now bail me out. Help me, help me, help me. That's not what God wants us to do. The condition is be still in in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him. It says, don't worry. There's another condition about evil people who prosper or fret about their wicked schemes. You know, Look at that, another condition. God's trying to warn us, don't be jealous of what other people have. Matter of fact, this is such a big point that I'm gonna be doing another podcast, either the next one or the, maybe the one after that, and I'm gonna talk about how jealousy and how greed and how envy and those things will rob us from the guarantee of God's blessing for prosperity in our life. So we'll be getting into that later, but for right now, I'm gonna have to wrap up this teaching. I've got a couple of points I wanna make yet. Let's look at it this way. The ultimate guarantee of prosperity is salvation, is having the right relationship with the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, accepting him as your Lord and Savior, and promising to serve him all the days of your lives. Ask for forgiveness of your sins and promise to serve him. That's the greatest guarantee of prosperity. Now the next one after that is the ultimate guarantee for prosperity is heaven. Yeah. How could you have anything greater when it comes to prosperity than to know that you're going to spend eternity in heaven with the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and be reunited with all of your Christian friends and family and relatives? Salvation is the guarantee of prosperity and heaven is the guarantee that comes from your salvation. It reminds me of when I was diagnosed by the doctor. I was in the hospital. He looked at me and he said, I don't have great news for you. This was just only about five and a half years ago. He looked at me and he said, you know, you've got it pretty bad. This multiple myeloma, your bone marrow cancer is very severe, very serious, and definitely there's no cure for it. So I hate to tell you this, but if our treatments don't work, you probably have no more than six months to live. So I looked at him and I thought for about two seconds. I'm serious, maybe two seconds went by and I said, okay, now let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. My wife was sitting with me and she can vouch for this. I looked at him instantly. I didn't want to worry about it. I didn't want to fret about it. I wasn't going to become anxious and all excited about it because I had just been told by a doctor that I had incurable cancer and I had maybe six months to live. Unless something incredible happened. And I said, so let me get this straight. You're trying to scare me with heaven. The doctor looked at me and he said, wow, you must really believe that. And I said, oh yeah, before this is all over, you'll believe it too. You'll believe in heaven just like I do. So the greatest example of guaranteed prosperity is heaven. Now, the guarantee of prosperity is for everyone. I want you to know that. I want you to understand that. It's not God blesses this one and then he likes this one better, so he blesses that one. Then he likes somebody else a lot too, so therefore he blesses that one. No, God doesn't have any favorites when it comes to blessing. His favorites, of course, are his people. I guess if you want to say he has favorites, it's all of us, those who've given their life to Jesus Christ. He loves all of us equally. And before we become Christians, God loves everyone else equally. God loves everyone on this planet. It doesn't matter what their faith is. It doesn't matter what they believe in. It doesn't matter if they don't believe in him or not. He loves them. He loves them so very much that he sacrificed his son on a cross that they could have a chance to get the greatest guarantee of prosperity and that is heaven. But there's a requirement. The requirement is to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Jesus said, the only way to the Father is through the Son. So we have to accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. And then you receive the greatest guarantee of prosperity that you'll ever experience in your life. So let me pray as we close this out. Father, I pray a blessing now on everyone who's listening in. I pray, Lord, that this teaching would go to their heart and they would understand that, yes, prosperity is a guarantee from God the Father. But there are conditions to that guarantee. And those conditions are not difficult. Those conditions are not tough. They're not over the top. They're not things where you have to prove your worth You just simply have to obey and trust in God. Obedience is a key to our guarantee of financial prosperity. And listening and obeying the word of God is a key to prospering in our finances and having that guarantee. So thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. I pray you'd bless those that are listening and bring us back to the next session, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, before you go away, I'd like to encourage you to Look forward to the upcoming lessons that I'm working on right now. I'm going to have this, after this particular podcast, the next two coming up, podcast 62 and 63, are going to deal with the topic of what robs us from prospering financially. There's going to be a part one and there's going to be a part two. And I want to help you so that you won't be robbed of the blessings of the Lord. Because there are things in our life and there are things that happen in our life that can rob us of God blessing us financially and allowing prosperity to come into our life. So with that, we're gonna talk about that in podcast 62 and in podcast 63. That'll be coming up in the next week. So I'm excited about it. I've done a lot of work on it. I've got to fine tune some thoughts and some things and go into it a little bit deeper. But I, I don't think I've ever been more excited about a teaching than the one that's going to come up after this particular podcast. So thank you all so very much for listening. If you are interested in more of my teaching and more of the topics that I've been talking about on this podcast and other podcasts, you can go to my webpage, which is davidcfriendauthor.com. And if you go there, you'll see a reference to all the books that I've written, topics dealing with faith, topics dealing with miracles, Topics dealing with getting out of debt and how to prosper and all those various things. They're there. I hope that you'll look into them. When you get to my webpage, be sure and click on to my monthly newsletter that I'm now offering to all those who would like to find additional comments and dealing with the area, particularly right now dealing with financial prosperity. In addition to that, I put together a new e Book that's free to everyone who clicks in. And if you'd like to have that, just register for it and I'll be happy to send that out to you so that you can receive that new ebook that talks specifically once again in the areas of prosperity and financial blessings from the Lord and how to prosper in all things and be in good health even as our soul prospers. If you would like to subscribe to my podcast, you can do that on cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcast, I hope that you've enjoyed this teaching today. I'm very excited about the upcoming podcast. Not that I feel that there's anything more special there than what's here, but I truly believe that God has given me something special to bring to you. So I hope that you'll join me for our next podcast that'll be coming up just next week. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. Remember, my next episode will be What Robs Us from Prosperity? Until next time, may God richly bless you.